Hi, I'm Rob and you're listening to the Teacher Planning Podcast. I'm here to simply help guide you towards quality, variety and consistent development as a teacher. You may have been teaching for 20 years or you may have been teaching for 20 days, but in my opinion, you never stop learning. The day you stop learning is the day the education system is failing. One thing you need to remember when listening to this is that you need to be open-minded. What works for someone else might not work for you and what works for you might not work for someone else. We're all here to share ideas. So enough of me talking, here's the pod. On today's episode of the Teacher Planning Podcast, I am joined by art teacher Ollie. Now, Ollie's actually a recently qualified teacher, so has been teaching probably about two and a half years now. Is that right, Ollie? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's bang on. Spot on. So um, give us a bit of an introduction to yourself, Ollie. So um, my name's Ollie. I work at a school in Swindon. Um, I'm an art teacher and I'm uh, yeah, really passionate about the subject. Perfect. So like I said, you've been teaching for two and a half years. Is this the first job you've gone into or have you gone from another career over to teaching? Yeah, this is my first kind of um, teaching job, uh, but I've, I've done several jobs before. I was uh, a chef, a bricklayer, a pizza chef, um, gardener, several things in my in my youth before I started doing my degree and things. Okay, so you've had a bit of experience. Now, uh, the question's going to come up with so many recently qualified teachers. Are you thinking about getting out of the game yet? Uh, no, not at all. De- no, definitely not. <laughs> I, uh, the benefits far outweigh the, posit- uh, the negatives at this stage. It's just a case of... Um, of just being a bit knackering at the moment. Yeah, 100%. I think it's, it's very easy to forget about that, isn't it? And I think you just phrased it perfectly. The positives do easily outweigh the negatives. So I think that's a great introduction. Thank you very much, Ollie. Let's, now let's talk about this lesson today. Your, what, what is your lesson going to be on? What are your objectives? What's your success criteria? So the lesson I'm talking about today is a um, photography lesson. It uh, takes part in a, a GCSE um, arts uh, subject, where it's kind of a small introductory lesson to several aspects of photography. For many of the students in the school, um, we have a lot of lower uh, uh, ability students. We have a, a lot of uh, like less privileged students in our school as well. So it, for, this is a big opportunity for them to have an SLR camera and to just kind of um, really experiment, have the freedom to, to make some, some photographs, which they often haven't had a chance to. Many of them have only really had um, smartphones uh, and some of them aren't that good either. So they kind of have a proper chance with um, professional equipment and a dark room, et cetera. To, um, okay, so this lesson, just because you're doing photography, you're not relying on uh, children with a certain amount of money who have got the uh, most high-spec, high-tech camera. This, this lesson's aimed at a range of abilities or are you saying just lower ability students no yeah of course it is we have a we are a set in school but for gcc options um for art we have a mixed ability group we have students who are targeted nines and we have students who are targeted fours between that we have to kind of differentiate the same lesson and the same coursework but obviously to different abilities within that lesson okay so roughly um the fact that you're having this is an option subject and children have chosen to take arts roughly how many children is this lesson focused towards so um, this is uh, part of their coursework. So this is everyone who's taken the subject. And this is previously years I've done this for all 50 of uh, a cohort. So 25 and uh, 24 and 20, 24 and 26 of, of, a, of a year group. And then this year I'm teaching all of year 10. So that's class of 20, a class of 24 and a class of 26. There's three, there's three this year. So. Okay. So you're not looking 10, 15 students. You're looking at a full class size here. 
Yeah, so we we used to run A-level A- at our school and because of that, we've got some kind of leftover facilities that are there from A-level art. So things like darkroom, things like SLR cameras, things like professional lighting, which we can kind of piggyback off and we're using kind of the, the good, oh, it, it gets its old equipment, but it is good quality old equipment. So it's kind of a bit outdated, but it we are quite lucky and that we do have those facilities and a lot of schools won't have that. So yeah. Oh, wow. Lucky you guys. Lucky you. Right. So let's talk about the lesson itself. So what talk to us through the objective or objectives and yeah. I'll let you go straight into your starter. Uh, yeah. OK, so the main lesson objective for this lesson is just to kind of give students a, a brief introduction to kind of what makes a successful photograph. If the students can identify what makes successful photographs and why they're successful, then that's a pretty a pretty good starting point. Um, it also, it's because it's, um, of the way that the timetable's fallen in recent years and, it, and the way that um, the system works in the school is that art lessons have fallen into quite long periods of time for us. So rather than having several hour lessons across a week, we'll have kind of three hours at a time sometimes. So we've had to start planning lessons that have to kind of span a longer time period, which at first was quite scary, but now it means that we can really delve into some kind of deeper subject specific stuff so it means we can really create some some good work and some a lot of outcomes in one period of time so part of the objective for this lesson as well as as well as introducing them to the ideas of kind of photography is also to introduce them to key artistic language and also uh, experimenting with some kind of uh, different different photography styles so what makes a successful photograph is your learning objective yeah. How would you see this lesson as successful? What would you want students to achieve? So uh, across this lesson, what they'll do is they'll we briefly kind of introduce them to kind of iconic uh, iconic photographs from history. It's a really great opportunity to kind of show them how cross-curricular art can be. It's about history, it's about religion, it's about politics, it's about um, documenting human history. So it's kind of a way of introducing them and inspiring them at the start. But then we also want them to engage in several different kinds of photography so we look at drawing with light blurred motion and uh, playing with perspective and also a kind of professional style portrait where they use well-lit um, kind of uh, a backdrop with with proper uh, professional lighting and a, and a fancy camera taking a picture of them rather than a kind of a selfie kind of style so let's verbalize your plan now how are you going to get them to achieve this yeah so we obviously have quite a long period of time so we can break the lesson into quite a few small pieces um we have this kind of introductory thing where we're talking about what makes a good photograph we're talking about the formal elements which are key artistic bits of language they sort of differ across the world i think america has a slightly different one so we do but they're usually kind of around tone shape form pattern texture color line um those sorts of words so we look at kind of photographs that are using those kind of key words as as, as main parts of the of the photograph. Um, a good example would be um, Makoto Aeda, who uh, does a fantastic photograph using line. So you, you say to the students, you know, think of a photograph that contains line and you can show them kind of stripy city backgrounds or, you know, like pavements and things, that's a bit boring. But it's about kind of getting them to um, think outside the box a bit and kind of be a bit more abstract with their thinking. And we show them this photograph with a, a girl uh, got her hair in pigtails and then uh, they've lined up her hair, the middle parting of her hair to a, to a rice field. And she, her kind of hairline kind of continues off into the distance. So it's little kind of things like that that kind of open up their thinking in terms of kind of how you can make an image quite creative. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Can you remember yeah. the name of this photo? It's called um, Rice Fields or something like that. It's something to do with rice fields. Um, but the, the artist who took it is um, Makoto Ayada. 
Japanese artist. But yeah, it's quite a, a famous little image. Okay. Uh, right. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll put that. Uh, I'll put that on Twitter, and I'll put a link to our show actually, if people sure. want to find a little bit more about it. So, is this your starter to your lesson? Is it? Yeah. So it, it's about a twenty-minute uh, introduction, showing them the formal elements, showing them examples, kind of trying to um, show them the basic thing that they may have thought, but then also show them things that are kind of a bit more outside the box that they might not have thought of just being associated with that word. And then we also show them things that are outside of the formal elements. So we talk about things like luck and timing and being in the right place and right time and historical context and drama, things like that and storytelling that make a, a photograph successful as well. So we talk about the kind of the concrete things that a photograph has to have, but also the kind of more kind of abstract ideas of like timing and things like that. Okay. So this is, you say it's a 20 minute introduction and 20 minute introduction uh, in within what length of lesson is it? So this, this lesson I've been doing this past, past couple of weeks was um, some of them were two hours and some of them were just under two hours. Um, uh, but it's kind of a good little kind of um, good little introduction to get them going. That then leads into um, talking about the more specific stuff about how to use the camera. So we talk about what four kinds of photographs they're going to take this lesson. So portraits, blurred motion, drawing with light and um, playing with perspective. And then we talk about how you set up a camera to... Uh, effectively take those images so things like uh, aperture uh, depth of field shutter speed all those kind of words to kind of explain them how they change that using a camera okay so that that's still part of the introduction or is it is it or is that a con yeah, continuation so it's kind of a continue it kind of breaks a bit we go from kind of like trying to get them a bit inspired to now let's get into the nitty-gritty of what we're going to be actually doing because sometimes you can kind of lose them a bit if you kind of overhype the inspiration bit and then don't really tell them how we're going to get there so so how would you um, go about kind of introducing these different types of photos? Um, so I've, I've been lucky this year in that I've been able to use the examples from the previous year. So I've been pitching to them the, the work created from the year above um, because you show them examples from, from online and they just don't really believe that they're going to be able to do that. You know, you show them a, a professional, someone who's done something with light and they just think, okay, that's lovely, but how, how's that relevant to me? Whereas it's been really great this year to actually show them examples of the work that we've made in the school the year before from the lesson I did with them the year before. And then they can really they can really grab it then with both hands and say, well, if they can do it, let's see what we can do. Yeah, I think you've you've rationalised that straight away, haven't you? It's, it's very easy for students to see something and say, yeah, I'll, I'll never be able to do that. But mm. if you show them work from students from the previous year, students in which, let's face it, they'll probably know or they'll know of. Yeah. I think, oh, well, if my mate's brother can do that i can do that as well yeah literally and it's been a really really positive thing this year in particular having had that those um, images just like, ready to go um it's just made it so much more accessible in terms of actually believing like straight on listening to how we can do this so they can go and make better ones okay so you've given us your 20 minute introduction you've talked about uh, you started introducing the concept of these photos how how long would how long would, would that take you sorry so what I've done is I've planned the lesson. So I've split up the groups into four sections. So they're going to be on rotation for the lesson. And what you can do in that when you plan it prior, rather than just waiting until the lesson starts, is you can actually try and split up your shyest students because it's often the ones who are the kind of quieter, maybe not so keen to get involved, who if you put them all together in a group, are just going to stand there with one person holding a camera going, what are we are going to do? So it's good to kind of spread your loud ones and your shy ones all in together. And then that way there's going to be work generated in every group. Um, so that can kind of be up to the teacher's perspective on who's in each class or who's in each little group. 
and then from that then they're going to be on rotation so I've kind of set up the room in a way that they've got the dark room out just outside the, the classroom and then they use the corridor for their um, playing with perspective so using depth of field and then within the classroom they've got a one section that's doing blurred motion and one section that's doing well-lit professional style portraits. Okay so you've got these you've got four different groups and are you going to work as a bit of a carousel so you're going to work from group yeah, to group? So they're all going to have a go they're all going to be they're all going to have at least one go hopefully I ideally kind of get them to set the cameras up in their section and then you can stay like you've got 10 minutes give it a go everyone has to get in there um and everyone has to get involved so for example in the portraits you've got uh, two people holding a kind of blackboard behind them it's a bit low budget you know you've got one person directing a lamp and you've got one person taking the picture and one person actually having their picture taken and all of a sudden they can you know and then they swap around and take different roles so I'm assuming this is a main part of the lesson. This is this is their kind of the, the meat of the lesson. How long would they be spending roughly on each each station? Um, I mean, this is the, the the joy of this lesson is that once you've really set it up and got them to a point where they can understand what they need to change on their cameras to get a different effect, you can pretty much do this for the duration of the lesson. Obviously, we've been quite lucky in our timetabling that we have a couple of hours. So I've been able to have like you have two goes in each section. Each section's 10 minutes long. And then let's see what you can make in those in that time. Because I think the longer you give them, because uh, the first few photographs, especially in, in their first groups, are going to be not not the best quality because they're still quite kind of getting to grips with it. Some of them would never have held a never held a, an SLR camera before. So um, there's lots to kind of get you get to grips with. And um, things like pressing the button seems like kind of a basic thing, but many of them have taken pictures on anything other than smartphones. Yeah, well, I'm kind of my first thought with this is the fact of you. I mean, you've got the luxury of a, of a two hour lesson or just under a two hour lesson. Would you recommend instead of other teachers, lots of teachers would only have one hour. So yeah. would you recommend teachers to either cram this into an hour or spread the lesson out, spread it out over two lessons? I don't think you could cram it into an hour. It's it's an exhausting lesson for me because I have to kind of run group to group and check up on what's going on. Um, I think you could definitely, what I've had to do with one of my groups isn't a three hour long, it's split into three separate hours. So I've done the same lesson, but split it into three sections, took a bit of planning to kind of edit it down. But then you can have students in the classroom um, who are, you know, like you have four cameras still, but they can each be doing portraits in different parts of the room with different backdrops with different lighting effects. You can do, the, you know, break it into the, break it into, they've got the same amount of time overall, but obviously they do, they focus more for a part of a lesson on on one specific part. Um, okay so so talk us through your four stations again so there's four so that uh, professional style portraits so well-lit portraits that are using a, a black backdrop and a well well-lit lighting across the face to create contrast and then there's um playing with perspective so the idea you've probably all seen those pictures of people you know um with the parapies etc and you stand in front of it and it kind of creates a false sense of perspective so that's what they're basically doing in the corridor they kind of you can make props you can make little boats you can make little ropes um, and they're kind of playing with kind of one person being far away and the camera being close and um, seeing what they can do. And then you've got a section where they're doing blurred motion. So you increase the shutter speed and then change the aperture of the camera to um, make it so they're moving in front of the camera and the camera will pick up all of their movements. So they're kind of one blur of a human shape. Um, and then you've also got drawing with light. So in the dark room, um, shutter speed set really, really slow, lets all the light in get a torch and some lights and wiggle them around around someone posing and you can create these amazing portraits of people being illuminated with the kind of swirly lights and things. oh wow sounds brilliant okay so i know this has taken up a large chunk of your lesson and you've talked about how you can spend varying amounts of time on this activity 
would this lead you into a plenary or would you have another task before the lesson kind of tails off? Um, what Sorry, I've done I mean, is I've, what an awful uh, phrase to use there. No lesson should ever tail off, but you know what? <laughs> before the lesson finishes. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's a, it is a kind of, it is an anticlimactic at the end because they, it is an exhaustive lesson. You know, they're not often lessons where you're running around doing carousels for three hours and taking pictures. It's all quite exciting. So there is a bit of a drop off, but usually we kind of focus on the kind of key, key artistic language that we picked up along the way. So kind of con uh, making sure those words and definitions in their head are quite concrete. So aperture, shutter speed, depth of field, perspective, all these kind of words that they will need to use in their annotations in their sketchbook when they're presenting the work they've made but they have to kind of know what they mean to kind of, and if they use them wrong, it's going to sound really, really off. So kind of making sure they kind of have those concrete definitions in their head is a good way to end the lesson, I think. Okay. And how would you do this or have, how have you done this in the past to make sure that they've got these in their head? I've done sort of like just kind of general recall, just kind of like, you know, um, you know, no hands up, sort of just pick someone, what does it mean? Keep going sort of thing. Uh, that works okay, but you, you know, you, you do get the kind of opting out students who are kind of just going to stare blankly at you. So a good way is to kind of get them to kind of write, check and pass it on, fill in some, fill in some gaps and there. You know, if they've missed one out, maybe they can kind of identify which part of their, their knowledge is lacking and they can kind of go away with that. I've done printouts as well uh, this year to kind of give them the keyword definitions afterwards. But yeah, it, it kind of depends on your students, I guess, and um, depends on what you how much how much how many of those words you want them to take away because there's quite a few okay well that's look i mean i know it's um i know we've in a way flown through the lesson but it, it's quite a simple lesson you've got this starter introduction where you give them all the information about uh, the photography you get you have this main section where they go and look around these different stations and it's a bit of self-discovery isn't it they they are discovering all about the photography themselves so you're not saying oh you should be doing it this way you should be doing it this way said look these yeah. are to help you with your learning over here how are you going to learn and you have this this different these different times in which to to discover for themselves and then you have like I said it's a bit of a recall task at the end or you can do it I'm sure there's others out there who will say oh I prefer to do a plenary this way or I prefer to do it that way and that's the whole joy in this podcast is the fact that you're just giving ideas here and yeah. others can they can try and improve this lesson for however they want so you, this lesson works particularly well for your needs, for your students. Other people might have different ideas for their students. So it's, it sounds like a really interesting lesson. Now, what I am going to do now, I'm going to give you the 30 second challenge. Now, in this 30 second challenge, I'm going to ask you to sum up the structure and the content of the lesson. OK, three, two, one, off you go. So this lesson is a chance to kind of inspire the students. We've got 20 minutes at the start to give them an introduction into kind of iconic uh, imagery, talking about history and drama and religion and politics. Then it gives them a chance to kind of have, uh, we kind of give a, a more technical approach to kind of how to use a camera, how to use an SLR camera. We teach them how to use the settings on a camera, change the, the images they're going to take. And then we have a kind of a carousel system where the, for the rest of the lesson, they're kind of rotating around to make some, make some brilliant work. And then we end the lesson, depending on how long the lesson is, we end it with a, a 10 minute kind of recall on, on key artistic language. And that was just over 30 seconds. Okay. I like that. It was really good. Um, I, look, I found that really interesting. And this is someone who has never had any sort of exposure to photography themselves. So I found that really interesting. I'm going to go and check out that uh, photograph you mentioned yourself. What is it called? Rice Fields by Makoto Ioda. 
Yeah, I can also send you over some of the results of the student work if you'd like to, um, if you want to use any of that. Um, yeah, that, you know what, that'd be awesome. And if it's okay with you, I'd put that up on the website. Yeah, of course. Um, there's some really, really good, especially the drawing with light ones. Those are always the most um, epic pictures. Yeah, no, that would um, be really good. Now, one thing I was going to ask Ollie, actually, um, where could people find out a little bit more about you? Are you on Twitter? Or are you on Instagram or anything like that? um yeah i'm on instagram but it's mainly my kind of um artistic um page rather than a kind of professional teaching forum i've got a, a an art instagram account essentially okay i don't really so i don't really what it is just so people can see a bit of your work yourself and if people want to ask yeah. questions about this lesson would you be happy for people to get in touch yeah of course of course um definitely it's a, it's a good fun lesson so i would be i would be keen for that Okay, so where could people follow you on Instagram? I will put so this in the show notes as well, by the way, for anyone listening. Yeah, so my, my um, Instagram is uh, underscore Ollie underscore artist. It's got you know, it's a few kind of examples of my work, my um, teaching examples, but also a few bits of my own um, okay. degree work. Well, I'm looking forward to checking that out myself as well, Ollie. Okay, well, um, Ollie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today really appreciate it and i can't believe it's taken so long to get an artist on the podcast so thank you very much oh it's a pleasure thanks for having me i really appreciate it cheers ollie bye cheers thanks for listening to this week's teacher planning podcast i really hope that this will help you in your practice and to ultimately help your students if there are any subjects and topics that you would like to hear ideas on please get in touch at teacherplanoutlook.com or reach out on twitter or instagram where you can find me at Teacher Planning Podcast. I would also love to hear feedback to give you the best listening experience possible. Keep educating, keep learning.